Welcome to the eRealEstateCoach.com podcast, your place for the best new tips, tools, scripts, strategies, and tactics to reach your true potential as a real estate professional. Your host is Real Trends Top 500 broker, Jim Remley. Who is Jim Remley? Jim is a chocolate enthusiast, skier, and snowboarder, beach club regular, speaker, author, broker, investor, and dad. Jim shattered sales records by listing over 150 properties in one 12-month period at age 20. At 24, he opened his first real estate company. Today, Jim leads one of the largest real estate firms in the state of Oregon, on track to close a billion dollars in sales volume this year, and is the creator of the Path Performance Coaching Platform, a fresh, new, exciting approach to real estate coaching that is helping agents nationwide to achieve their true potential. We have a special guest on our Mastermind podcast series. Uh, Conchita Swigert is with us today. She's uh, from Merced, California. She works with one of our amazing um, brokerage teams down there. And so Conchita has a, uh, an amazing background and she's doing some great things with the community. She's got a, a really referral-based, sphere-based business, which I think is the goal for everyone. So Conchita, welcome to the program. Hi, Jim. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right. So um, let's let's give a little bit of background on you, and then we'll dive into kind of your business model. So uh, a little background on Conchita. Just personal background? Well, just like what did you do right before you got in real estate? How long have you been in the real estate game? And you know, well, to be honest, it was uh, my first real career. Um, in 1991, I moved to San Jose, California, and I became the receptionist of a real estate office. And I think I never le- never <laughs> left real estate after that. Awesome. So, um, so yeah, I was there for 10 years, um, doing more of the admin part of it. I jumped into the sales part of it when I moved back into Merced in 20, um, sorry, 2002, uh, started with Mike Salvadori and just kind of hit the ground running. Cause it was a perfect career for my daughter who was six. I could, you know, I was flexible. I could be room mom. Um, and then it just, it kind of took off. I left for about 18 months and decided, nope, it's, that's what I, I need to do for the rest of my life. So, yeah. And you're, and you're cranking and and working really well and you're producing amazing results. So let's talk about um, how have you grown your business? Because I know you coach and train agents. You have a coaching session right after this. So um, what's been your secret sauce? How did, have you grown your business? You know what? I have been blessed to have a great sphere of influence as far as friends and extended family because I come from a very large family. My family is extremely supportive of me, Mm -hmm. Um, but I've also made it a point to be part of my community. Mm -hmm. So with that, I've got I was on the board, the board with the Boys and Girls Club. I'm on the board with the Hospital Foundation, um, uh, Our Lady of Mercy School. I was on that board for a time. So putting myself out in the community has helped my sphere extremely I mean, immensely to where I have uh, generations of clients. Yeah. So that's interesting because I also know that you won uh, and congratulations. I think it was uh, Latina businesswoman of the year in uh, 2019. So that's a huge accomplishment. Um, but when we talk about um, like you are being on the board, you didn't start on the board. You had to actually just volunteer. Right. And then you worked your way up to the board. Correct. So with, with, um, I was on the board also with the uh, Merced Hispanic Chamber, um, and I did kind of step away from that for a while, and I'm really wanting to get back into that um, into that sphere. But uh, yeah, volunteering, um, I had a friend of mine, Chris Tafoya, and he would call me and say, hey, can you come and help here? Can you volunteer here? Great, not a problem. So then they asked me, and they invited me onto the board. 
And I think sometimes people um, that are agents get the idea that, you know, this isn't a good use of time. I should be out cold calling. I should be out door knocking. Not that things, those things are bad necessarily, but this is not like a time waster, right? I mean, this is like you're growing your sphere of influence, which is actually way more powerful, right? Well, I'm going to tell you this weekend, I was, um, we still can't have open houses. So it was a scheduled showing and another agent brought his clients in and he introduced me and he said, I want to introduce you to one of the most in touch community oriented agents in Merced. If you want to know what's going on, you call her. And I'm like, these are your clients and you're telling them, you know, so it was, it was quite flattering. Um, and I tried to, this year has been a little rough because we haven't had any fundraisers. I haven't been able to be out there. Um, you know, and all of our, any board meeting is on zoom. So no, I do. I pride myself very much in that. And I have a lot of those people that you've met that they became sphere members, like people you meet in these organizations. Yes. Yes, they have. Yeah. Especially a lot actually through our lady of mercy school where my daughter went to school. Um, Mm -hmm. I, a lot of my spheres from there, a lot of became really, really good friends and then, uh, clients also. Love it. Now, um, just in terms of management, because everybody um, talks a game about sphere of influence, but they don't necessarily actually put it into practice. So what what is that? What does managing your sphere mean to you? I mean, how, as a top, top producer at your company and in the community, somebody who's rocking and rolling, how do you manage your sphere effectively? Because I think this is a question mark for a lot of people. Well, I'm going to tell you, that's where I was lacking until you came into my life. Um, until Eric, until Eric introduced you. And I'm still not on top of it as the way I should. A lot of it is, um, being out in the community for me, uh, phone calls. I'm, um, but as far as my CRM, I'm really working on that. 2021 is going to be my year of putting it all together. Um, because I did get busy last year and I, I did, um, kind of slack on that, but anyway, how do I get out there? I, I, call. I'll text. Um, we do a lot of, um, I belong to different groups, you know, my Bunko group and a lot of those women, I, their, their whole families are my clients. Um, I wish I could get out there a little bit more as far as, you know, like going to coffee or lunches because we're still a little laxed on that. We can't do that without the mask and, you know, so, um, but I'm trying. And like I said, you have a definitely lit a fire underneath me to get that CRM and everything together. Uh I'm not, I'm not quite the door knocker and I'm not quite the pick up the phone. If I, if I don't know you quite as well. So the text messages work really well. And so do the emails. That's interesting too. I think, you know, the trend in in the world, uh, I was just talking to another agent about this this morning is that texting is kind of replacing phone calls in a lot of ways. Right. So do you find that you're texting your sphere more than calling your sphere now? Um, it depends on age to be brutally okay. honest. Um, a, younger texting, my older, younger, almost. my younger clients. Yes. Everything by text and email, um, text most definitely when I'm mm-hmm. in, um, the millennial era, um, my, my friends, kids that I'm now selling to everything on text. Yeah. Um, some of, some of my sphere, I definitely text. Um, and then my older clients, I will pick up the phone and yeah. if, and if they're, uh, if they're a, um, they're all friends, but personal friends where I go out to dinner and where I will give them a call if I know something is coming up for them, or if they've, you know, they've, uh, give me an idea of, oh, I want this, uh, patio home. There's nothing available when something comes up. So I'll just pick up the phone and say, Hey, send out some letters. I'll let you know if anything, uh, you know, comes up to, from that. And then I'll, uh, just keep the contact. 
Sure. Yeah. Now, with with social media, is that a is that a part of your strategy? Are you uh, working oh, social yeah. media? So yeah. let's talk about that for a second. How do you? What's your approach? What do you do? So we are um, we are blessed to have a marketing team here, and one of the um, actually Alex, who is she runs everything. Um, she's so great on social media. She's like, okay, you need to do a video. Um, <laughs> you know, whenever I whenever I sell anything or list anything, um, she's great about flyers. So I'll put up the digital flyers. I'll then don't forget to share them. Don't forget to ask, you know, she's, she's constantly on me. Okay. Don't forget the hashtags. So I'm getting better. Uh, But each time that happens, uh, a sale or a, um, a listing, I pop that up. I do videos. I'm much more comfortable on the video part of it. You know, you realize, don't worry about the way you look, just get out there. And I love doing the when I get a new listing, I just take my phone with my stabilizer and I walk around, kind of give them a little, a little view. It's not mm-hmm. the professional version that she puts together, but it's me and it's with my flubs and it's with my ums and, you know, and look at this. And <laughs> so, yeah. I love that. So you do it coming soon on all your, all your listings. I try to, Yeah, yeah. I try to, yeah. A coming soon's here are a little, a little difficult. So yeah. they now have a, we have different uh, statuses that we have to. So with the coming soon's, we have to make sure they're listed on the coming soon. Yeah. Mm, you got to follow the rules. Yeah. A lot of markets are really rules. stringent on those now. Um, now, when you do, you, are you on, in terms of just platforms, are you on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn? Is that your main platforms or do anything yes. else? Yes. Okay. Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. I need to be again, more diligent on the LinkedIn part of it. Sure. My husband tells me that he's like, Hey, you forgot to post on LinkedIn. Um, but Facebook and Instagram, definitely. Now, in terms of just agents that are watching this, like, okay, how much should I be posting? Are you posting every day? Are you, and how much video are you posting every, every week? Let's say, um, I'm posting video probably every other week, which I need to start doing every week. Alex keeps on telling me, are you ready for video? So today, actually, (laughs) we're going to go into the green room and I'm going to shoot just a hello. How are you doing? You know, February is coming to an end. Um, and I'll do it uh, posts at least two to three times a week. Mm-hmm. Um, they've also given me, um, they've, they've branded me basically. And so I'll do, a, I did a, val- a Valentine's, I'll do the end of the month. And then they try to get me to do four a month just for my branding. So nothing that really has to do with real estate more. Um, I love food and cooking. So there's a recipe or, you know, um, again, Valentine's was just, hello, how is that, you know, have a great day, that kind of stuff. And, and so let's talk about marketing for a second. Do you do, um, with your sphere, do you do Popeyes, like you're dropping stuff off for like Valentine's Day and that kind of thing? Or is that something that you can't do right now? No, we can't. I didn't do it for Valentine's Day. I did it for Christmas. Uh, and right. I got a great, um, I got a great uh, review with that. Uh, I bought, to, to help sponsor the FFA, the local FFA, I bought uh, poinsettias. And nice. so I went by and I dropped, did pop buys for my clients um, from last year and um, they loved it. All Love my it. Facebook, my Facebook was lighting up with pictures and thank you so much. You made my day. I was having a horrible day and I saw this beautiful poinsettia. So yeah, I, and then um, St. Patty's day is also my anniversary. So I think my husband and I are going to pop by some cute little trinkets to um, another set of clients. I love it. How now when you, when you do the poinsettias, how many, how many did you send out? I'm just curious. Like how many 40. did you deliver? 40. That's a lot. Okay. So and we 40, hand delivered them. Hand delivered them. Love mm-hmm. it. 
Yeah. Uh, and then same thing. That's what you'll kind of have the same kind of number for your uh, St. Patty's Day. Yes. I might what? have a little bit more because it's going to be a smaller trinket. Mm -hmm. So I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do yet. Might be a little Irish coffee with no Irish in it. <laughs> I, I don't it. want to be giving the alcohol out, but you know, something, <laughs> something to that effect, maybe a coffee mug and, and, you know, some candy or something just to say hello or, you know, right. something green, maybe some beads, but um, yeah, that, that's going to be. I'm sure in your market, like all of our markets, you're in a low supply market, right? There's hardly any listings since it's very difficult for buyers. Um, what's your strategy for working with buyers and multiple offers? I mean, do you have like a, a set strategy you're using to try to get in first place? Um, well, and that's difficult. I do have at the moment, I have four first time home buyers. Oh, Thank wow. goodness in different price ranges. Mm -hmm. um, but in our market, anywhere between two and 300,000, is a unicorn unfortunately yeah, sold out <laughs> yeah sold out so i prep my my i prep my buyers of course they have to have a pre-approval not a pre-qual um i want to make sure that they have they're not buying anything big that they right. have their deposit that we're ready to go that um they understand we're going to be a multiple offer situation so are you wet are you willing to go over asking mm -hmm. um I am very, very leery about removing any contingencies, especially for first-time home buyers. Mm -hmm. um, so they're very aware. They're very aware of the steps they have to follow and that it is going to be competitive. So we're not going to find something in 30 days. Mm -hmm. um, I'm hoping we will, yeah. but I'm not. And then I'm also going out to my sphere of agents that I know who might have something coming up. Yeah. Again, not not so much a pocket listing. I just want some information. Hey, do you have anything coming up? Well, yeah, but I know it's going to go quickly. Not a problem. I'm just going to prep my client that there's a few things that are coming on the market. So we're going to try to be as aggressive as possible. And I think that's the key right now is relationships with other agents. I mean, this yeah. is where you have agents that have burned bridges with other agents over the years. It comes back to haunt you in a market like this. Uh, because when you have 10 offers and you got nine agents you like dealing with and you got one that you don't, <laughs> you're, you got a problem, right? So you're always going to make the choice. I'm going to go with one of these people that I like. Yeah. So cultivating those really powerful relationships, I think is so important right now. Um, and networking, networking, networking. Well, and also makes your transaction easier for your clients. Exactly. So, you know, when you have a great relationship and you're able to communication is open and um, you're not afraid to say, hey, we have some issues with the property. My client, you know, has paid over asking and is willing to um, come in if the appraisal comes in low with some more cash. Can you please make sure that the section one and two are, you know, are completed mm -hmm. and just to have that. And you're absolutely right about the relationships. It's like, you know, you have you have your sphere of agents. They don't necessarily have to be in your office, but right. your sphere of agents that you work well with and they know who you are. Mm -hmm. And so when you send that text message out or that email, they're quick to come back and say, hey, I don't, but let, I'll let you know if I find anything. Yeah, love it. Now on the listing side, when you're taking a listing, because we were just talking before, I think you're getting a listing here soon. Mm -hmm. um, do you have a strategy for when you're launching that listing to make sure it's gonna you know, launch in the market, right? Um, well, at this time, honestly, I just put a picture up and it's gone, <laughs> um, but... <laughs> But it, I've had one that I've been cultivating for a little bit and, and it, to the, to the benefit of the seller, the price has gone up. Mm -hmm. So, um, I'll, I'll go and I will, you know, go and assess the home, let them know if anything needs to be, uh, removed, um, if it needs to be staged a little differently. Um, and then from there, I let the, 
I let our marketing team know. I, I take at least a few photos just to start the, the buzz. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, um, I, the girls will, um, Alex will go ahead and um, she will set up a flyer. They'll set up um, a time to go take photos so they can do a flip book for me. Mm-hmm. And that has actually helped so much because I attach the unbranded flip book to my MLS printout or my MLS information. And so everyone gets to see that. So that's kind of nice. So it would be going to assess the property. It would be making sure that my clients understand um, that the house needs to be in relatively great condition. If it's, if it's, you know, if it's not a staged house, it's going to be something that needs to be cleaned up. Um, I will then do a, I will do another market analysis actually right before I, I list it to make sure that we're right on point on the, Mm. on the pricing. And then I hand it over to the gals and Alex goes, crazy with it. And I'm, I'm again, blessed. <laughs> I'm blessed. She likes me too. Yeah, because yeah. I get, I, I, not that I get special treatment. She just knows that I appreciate her completely. So are you yeah. doing just listed mailings and pending mailings and sold mailings around your listings or no? I'm just doing sold mailings. Sold because, mailings. Um, if, well, actually I'm going to be doing just listed mailings soon because I'm listing and selling within a few days. So then they go out and it's kind of nice. I'll put a pending across it and so send it right back out. <laughs> I love it. So open house is still not available in your market, but are you doing like scheduled showings? Is that how you do like all, all showings on Saturday or Sunday or something? We could have um, an open house mm-hmm. by appointment only. So it has to be scheduled and it has yeah. to be identified that, that way in the advertisement. Got so it. open house by appointment only. Um, mm-hmm. They are, um, CAR is basically saying no signs, if possible, um, mm-hmm. scheduled showings only. And if it, my listing does go over the weekend, yes. So mm-hmm. that's this, this most recent one that we sold. Um, we had that, I just had a, a scheduled showings for on Valentine's day, actually my whole wow. Valentine's day was, nice. was, uh, was selling the house. <laughs> so that was good. And then, you know, the next couple ones that are coming up, um, I, they're in a city where, and they're going to be priced really well. So I don't think we're going to have, have the open houses. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it'll be, it'll be, they'll be both be gone pretty quickly. And then, you know, procuring the next couple that are coming up. Sure. Sure. So when you're talking about, um, when you're talking to a new agent, you're saying, okay, you're entering the business and you're coaching them. Yeah. What would you say to them as far as, okay, what's the first thing that they should do as a new agent, like to get their business off the ground? What, what's your best advice? Well, um, I, I, Actually, the two gals that, that we're uh, coaching right now, I've talked to them about reaching out to their sphere. Reach out to people that you know, your family. Uh, if you have a large family, if you have a large friend base, reach out to them and let them know, hey, I'm brand new. I'm a brand new agent. Um, but also let them know that you come from a strong team because mm-hmm. a lot of people will not use brand new agents because they're brand new. Yeah. So um, the last couple that I've coached, I, I went with them or if they had their first listing appointment to let them know that they have, they have a strong base behind them. But the gals that are, that are now um, I have two brand new ones. Um, Biggest thing is reach out to your sphere of influence, reach out to the people that you worked with. Um, uh, One of the gals is going to be entering the ag 
industry, which is not my forte, but I'm, but I do know ag. So I told her, I said, reach out to some of your, to the vendors that you were working with, reach out to um, not just your family and your friends, but also the people that you've worked with in the ag industry, let them know that you are knowledgeable. And now you've entered the real estate part of it. So utilize that. And then my, my other gal is, um, she's, she's quite young. So I'm like, oh my gosh, (laughs) but she's, um, She's very into the Hispanic community. I told her, reach out, um, yeah. reach out to the people. You're going to, you're lucky. You've got two languages. Get out there. As soon as, you know, hit the ground running, your family, your family is huge. And I take that from experience because Alex over here always asked me, why do you always get shares and likes? And uh, on my Facebook, I said, cause my family, my family is strong and they believe in me. So uh, that's what I've, I've told the girls too. biggest asset yeah. is your sphere. So I love this this concept too because really all of us have tribes, right? So we have our families one tribe, but we have other tribes. I mean, if I ride motorcycles, I have a tribe. If I've been to computer gaming, I have a tribe. But you you also have this huge tribe because you speak Spanish. You're obviously a Latina woman, mm-hmm. and you you've tapped into that. And I think sometimes people don't like lean into their tribes, and you've obviously leaned into it. Um, and I, I do have a question about that because of the, the speaking Spanish, because I've got a lot of coaching clients, a lot of people that watch this that are that have dual languages, but maybe they haven't leaned into that. Have you put out, I'm just curious, on social media and maybe through your marketing, have you put out Spanish speaking, uh, Spanish language, uh, like videos and Spanish language posts? I have not. Okay. I'm just I curious. have not. Yeah. And that that is, um, I'm, I'm going to tell you brutally honest. Mm-hmm. Um I can read a contract to you in Spanish. I can go over everything. But if I were to be right now, I would just be so over, just overwhelmed with anxiety. I don't, I would just stammer over my words. And, um, and that's where, you know, I, I know my strengths and my weaknesses. So that's why I'm coaching Angelus. And I'm like, no, you need to get out there and utilize. And um, yeah. 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 Totally get it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, moving into 2021, it's, you know, we've dealt with COVID and we've dealt with all this, these pandemics uh, that have, you know, kind of messed with the market, but uh, you, you've had a good year despite COVID and things have been great for you. Um, how have you adapted? I mean, what have you done differently because of COVID? Ooh, um, I have been blessed. I had a fabulous year in 2020 and I'm think I'm going to have an amazing year in 2021, uh, working really hard. I've adapted the way, the way we do real estate has changed the way we work, the way we, um, interact with people. Um, I've explained to my clients, this is a different world right now. And unfortunately you need forms before you see a property. You need to make sure you're masked up. You need to make sure you have gloves and booties at certain times. So, um, but I don't discourage the people from going to see properties. I make sure you understand that it might take a little bit longer. Um, Mm -hmm. but, and you know, with the showings, we have to make sure they're all timed correctly. Um, so I make sure that my clients know that I'm here for them. We Mm -hmm. will get it done. We will, and, um, a lot more DocuSign. Yeah, There's yeah, a lot more DocuSign. Do you yeah. talk a lot about like? Uh, do you get into the conversation with sellers who may be hesitant? Like, I don't know, because of COVID, should I list my house? Do you talk about your safety protocols. Like, here's our here's our safety. How yeah. we keep buyers and sellers safe. Yes, yes. So we have the forms that come from CAR um, mm-hmm. that do explain, but I also let them know that myself, I make sure that I provide all of the um, masks 
gloves, booties, everything for my clients. I make sure that they know that I, I am aware of each and every agent that comes through their office. If it is on a lockbox, if I am there, I will wipe things down. I will make sure that all the lights are turned on, closets are open, doors are open, so nobody has to touch anything. Um, so yes, make sure that my clients know that we follow safety protocols and I try to be proactive on getting all of the necessary equipment to each and every listing. So um, a quick question about Zoom meetings. Obviously we've all learned to use Zoom and it's like a daily part of our lives now, but do you, are you finding that you have meetings with buyers and sellers through Zoom? Is that common, not common for you? Not, not for me. No, not for you. I still, still, still one-on-one uh, meeting. Yeah. I mean, I'll um, maybe some conference calls, Mm-hmm. Um, but not Zoom. Uh, it might be FaceTime. Um, mm-hmm. But again, the thing I've really noticed is a lot more DocuSign. Yeah, yeah. Do you do any um, virtual showings like you FaceTime the listing? Oh, yes. <laughs> so yes. that's common for you. So that's, yes. that is becoming super common, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. 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 And, and then, that's like uh, a service point, right? We can say we're, we're willing to do that, right? Yeah. Absolutely. I, I have, I bought a stabilizer for that in my video, my personal videos. So it's kind of nice to be able to walk through a house and, and show somebody who ha- is not in the area, or I've uh, had, you know, one of the partners there and the other working. So can you take five minutes? We're going to go through the house. Yeah. So for those that don't know what a stabilizer is, that makes it so you're not jerky and shaky. You're just holding it at geo holds that thing. So you walk through there smoothly. Yeah. Um, did, you, did you just buy one of those on Amazon and you're just walking around with it now? Yeah. Um, we were talking about it in the office and I go, you know what, that would, that would be great for me because um, of course with the weather, I don't do as much as in the summer. I was constantly doing every, you know, that on the stabilizer. So I'll be, I'll be back into that here soon because right. it's not as cold. And I don't have to be as bundled up. And um, but yeah, I, it's, it's kind of fun because you're <laughs> walking around and you know, you're able to show people the nooks and crannies because you can get in there and the, and the stabilizer moves and you don't have to worry about getting sick with uh, the water yeah. <laughs> So one question I have for you, obviously you've grown your business pretty dramatically over the years. Um, do you have an assistant? Are you, do you have a team? Do you use TC? What, how do you delegate your work? Or do you do it yourself? I do it all myself. <laughs> you don't have and anybody. I, I need to, I'm hoping to, um, convince my husband to start working with me when he retires, but that's still a little ways away. So I need, I need to use a TC and I think I've found one um, Mm -hmm. that I might be willing to give my, (laughs) my paperwork to. I'm not quite sure, but yes, when I start pulling out my hair and it's difficult now that I've got some new agents that I'm starting to train, my time is very limited. So uh, the use of a TC, I think is going to be in my future, my very, very near future. Yeah. And you're doing a lot of business. I mean, I don't like to share numbers here, but you're doing a tremendous amount of business and I do that by yourself. It's kind of amazing, honestly. Um, so good job. Nice work. But having help uh, definitely will help you scale for sure. Once we let go of control, we increase capacity, right? <laughs> and I and I need that needs to be my new mantra. It really does. Right. Yeah, for sure. Well, Conchita, thank you so much for being on the program. You've shared a lot of great information. I love the idea of community involvement. I think that's the big message for today is you've really grown your business, a big part of your business, just from, you know, being out there in the community. And I think a lot of agents don't do that. So that's a great message for everybody uh, watching. Yeah. And I, like I said, it's, it's, it's near and dear to my heart. So. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on the program. If you're looking for more ideas, tools, scripts, interviews, and strategies, check out eRealEstateCoach.com. 
at the site, you'll find an award-winning blog, starter kits, mastery courses, and the Path Performance Coaching. Also connect with Jim on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching for eRealEstateCoach.com. <laughs>